This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Visit fubarradio.com for more details. Mark Dolan eats the news on Fubar Radio. It's Fubar Radio, it's 12am and in two shakes of a lamb's tail we will be eating the news in celebration of uh, the great, great nation of France. We'll kick off with a bit of Jay-Z and Paris. Mark Dolan eats the news on Fubar Radio. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am indeed Mark Dolan. This is Mark Dolan Eats the News. A look back at the week's big stories seen through the lens of hilarity. Now, that's a bit tricky this week because there's only one story and we're not feeling very hilarious about it. Now, the show normally starts with a topical monologue, which usually involves calling David Cameron an idiot and Jeremy Corbyn just strange. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn is like a bad dream the Labour Party can't wake up from. But this isn't the time for that. For one week only, A, we're going to be quite nice. And we're going to dispense with lacerating, uh, lacerating satire, easy for you to say, and simply start the show with this, which is the 10 things we love... Most about France. So here we go. Number one, the humble croissant. We know they're very fatty. If you eat three in a row, you will definitely die. But the things that can hurt you are fabulous in small portions. Number two in the list of things we love most about France, Juliette Binoche. Just well done, France. Well done. Number three, the multi-layered patisserie joy of Millefeuille. If you don't know it, Google it and then eat it. For more details on it, see Croissant. Number four, the fact that the French invented the idea of having an affair. Basically, if you don't have a mistress in France, that's a bit gay. Number five, Gérard Depardieu, and whenever he gets drunk and goes on an aeroplane. As far as I'm concerned, if you're Gérard Depardieu, you're allowed to piss in a bottle at 38,000 feet. Number six, Charles de Gaulle, not just an airport with some seriously good shops in it, a politician of decency, honour and vision who helped shape the modern France we now know and love. That bit was a bit serious, wasn't it? But, you know, that's how we roll. Number seven, the song Jola Taxi. Now, admittedly, Vanessa Parody is not exactly the Beatles, but then again, I'd much rather have her babysitting my kids than Paul McCartney. There was a subset to that one, which was French au pairs, but I didn't want to seem misogynistic, so I didn't do it. Number seven, uh, wine, uh, cheese, uh, bread, uh, in particular, baguette. Number eight, I know it's a cliché, but hey, it's a cliché for a reason. The Eiffel Tower, Le Tour de Fel, which, by the way, was hated when it first went up. Hashtag just saying. Number nine, the fact that they get quite cross if you don't have a three-course sit-down meal for lunch. They actually get shitty about it. You're very huffy. A lot of tutting. And finally, at number 10, the top 10 things we most love about La Belle France, Paris. 
Paris, P-A-R-I-S, Paris, La Grande Ville. Let's be clear about this. The most beautiful romantic city on the planet. So jaw-droppingly stunning. It makes Venice look like Birmingham. France, we love you. Let's start the show. Rob Dolan eats the news on Fubar Radio. Yes, indeed, it's 12.08. It's Mark Dolan Eats the News on FUBAR Radio, the UK's largest ad-free online radio station, with me to digest what has been a very difficult and challenging week for all of humanity, um, are the following people. We have freelance journalist John Reynolds. Welcome to FUBAR, sir. Nice to be here. Thanks uh, for the invite. Well, it's thrilling to have an actual proper person with a discernible skill, an actual career. And then you've got Stephen Bailey. But, you know, think about you, That's Stephen. That's out of order. No, yeah, but you, you actually have a job title because you know what happens when people give you like their card I, I don't know, no, imagine if you've got a card or not right? I do it says Cheryl Cole's number one fan it's very old that's, that's quality yeah. that's quality but well, I know that uh, John Reynolds it will say freelance journalist writer author thinker man about town I think I travel towns but I've got a job title for you oh great okay for your for your mythical business card it just says Stephen Bailey dash Fabulous. Right? I'll take it. And that's it. it. It's not it's it's not even a noun. Your job is your job is an adjective. It's just what I am. Yes, you are. It's who I am. And do you know what I am? I'm just here. Yeah. Well someone has to be Mark. Someone's gotta be. <laughs> someone's gotta report the news. And I'm thrilled about it because we have uh, fifty minutes uh, in which to go through the big stories of the week. Um, there's obviously, John, only one story in town. We will yeah. come to some oh. other stuff because I don't want you know the, the truth is that venerable news uh, publications, broadcasters <laughs> across the globe have been already digesting this and analysing it and um, I don't want to kind of just repeat what they're doing really because that's not why we're here, that's not why this show exists Um, however we also can't not talk about it because it's the only story in town, It's, it's just well, here's the first question really are we making this story bigger than it actually is or are we really looking at a kind of defining moment in international affairs? I think the latter, to be honest. I mean, if you compare the the attacks in Paris, which happened on Friday, I think it's different if you compare them to what happened with the attacks on Charlie Hebdo, which were on a a group of journalists, which you could argue uh, the journalists actually provoked uh, Muslims with their um, parody cartoons. But the attacks on Friday were of people who were out eating in restaurants, out at the um, out at a gig too. So I think there's a lot of empathy from people in the UK that yeah. this could have been easily them, basically. I think it's interesting if you look at the, the front page of a Daily Mail this morning, uh, they did a poll and 60% of the people said that they would now advocate for the UK to actually begin bombing Syria mm. and, and be aligned with the, with the French people too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I suppose what I'm worried about, we're all absolutely uh, devastated at what happened in in France. We have a unique special relationship with France. In the last hundred years, France has always been our major ally. We've helped each other out, um, seen off Hitler and uh, and the rest of it. And so there is that there is that sort of uh, sense of a connection with with the French Mm. people that we have. But. Haven't we been here before of an emotional reaction to a terrorist attack, which then creates a whole load of other problems? I mean, you know, do you really want to kind of just bomb Syria out of anger? No, maybe not. But I mean, I guess irrespective if we bomb them or not, I mean, there was security chiefs, I think last week, were saying there's 45, uh, sorry, 450 jihadis on the loose in the UK. Mm. So even if we don't respond, the likelihood is that there could be an attack at some point anyway, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stephen, look, this is, uh, as a stand-up comedian, you're probably not <laughs> going to be doing uh, a sort of your, no. your, your, your club 20. You're not going to be touching too much on um, the threat of uh, ISIL and uh, 
those attacks in France. Well, no, no one, uh, you know, wants to talk about that in a comedic environment. No. However, it's still something that, as a human being, you can't, you couldn't really avoid, could you? No, I, I feel like I'm on it more because I'm not very politically minded in the mm. slightest. Um, so I feel like I am the one coming in from like the emotional. It just makes me sad. Like, yeah. I don't really have a really strong like. I'm not. I just should we be bombing Syria? My answer is no because I just get. I don't like the word bombing. Yeah, like, and yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. Like it you only me like out. you like, only like you only like love bombing. <laughs> I love a love bomb. <laughs> what you want to do is send troops in to hug everyone. Yeah, I, I mean, or to hug me. Listen, yeah. <laughs> start I, with you. I'm willing to go and just hug the troops while they bomb. Um, but the bottom line is that while David Cameron struggled for a mandate to attack Syria in the last Parliament, when the leader of the opposition was Ed Miliband, who mobilised mobilised. Um, votes against uh, the government and it was thrown out wasn't it the, go- the government were defeated yeah. um, does that start to look like quite a bad legacy of Ed Miliband's do you think I think so and I think it'd be, it'd be difficult for him to get a mandate to do it now with particularly Jeremy Corbyn who's the leader of the Labour Party and is obviously a, a pacifist yeah. so if the Labour Party towing line behind Jeremy Corbyn then it would be difficult for him to get a majority in the Commons to, to pass it again to, uh, to bomb Syria I would have thought yeah so what's your, what's your gut I mean do you think do you think Cameron really wants to do it and do you think he will force it through I think he wants I think he wants to do it and I think he, he probably will end up forcing it th- through by hook or by crook I don't know how he'll you know, manage to do it but I think that will be the, the overall aim he'll, he'll try and do um, is there not a suspicion that we uh, we have been spared an attack hitherto because because of a less proactive role in in the Syrian conflict, you know, or, or have we been the beneficiaries of a more pacifist tone? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that I think with the attacks last week in Paris on Friday, some of the the, the, the bombers said, didn't they, this is a response to Syria? Basically. Yeah, so they yeah. overtly said that. So I think there'll be the public opinion in the UK. Maybe if we keep out, then there won't be a a, a reaction or won't be a re- response from these um, jihadists.